We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great-tasting, high-quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. I'm Carla Wardeen, author, avid traveler, part-time shuttle for my three boys, and a Michigan dairy farmer. I'm genuinely curious about what other farmers do on a daily basis, on or off the farm, and I'm here to share their stories. Thank you for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. Today's story and others are available at michigangrown.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome today. Today, we're talking to Amy Zender-Grassi. Amy, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you for asking. Amy, tell us about your family business. Yeah, so I am the fourth generation in our family business. Um, my grand, my great grandparents got us into the restaurant business in uh, the 1930s, actually late uh, 20s, and um, now we're in our fourth generation. And actually, our, our fifth generation is has started working in in our family business. So we have a long history and have had some um, wonderful guests and team members uh, throughout. Uh, our history, and this year, uh, our restaurant is celebrating 130 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's been two families. Uh, The Fisher family had it uh, for 60-some years, and then our family had it for the remainder of the years. That is fantastic. What is the fifth generation doing? Well, it's my daughter, and she is 11, and she works in our candy shop making chocolates. That is fantastic. I have twin 11-year-olds, and they are very helpful for a lot of things. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we don't normally start team members at that age, but there are no rules for owner's kids, so you can start, you can start them at any time. <laughs> it's the same on a farm. Isn't that helpful? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, for people who might not know, could you tell us a little more about your restaurant and business? Yes. So we are the Frankenwood Bavarian Inn restaurant. We have a um, 1,200-seat restaurant, and in our in our restaurant, we have on the lower level, we also have a production bakery and um, some gift shops. And so that's at this location. And then we also have uh, the Bavarian Inn Lodge, which is our lodging and conference facility. So here at the restaurant, we uh, focus on. Um, Our family-style chicken dinners is what we're most famous for. And then, um, secondly, our German entrees. And that that is the focus of our our restaurant here. And then also our bakery have a lot of um, homemade breads and pastries and and German specialties as well. The giant pretzels are one of my personal favorites. Oh, And, (laughs) And I don't know who doesn't love the chicken dinner because it is an amazing amount of food. And it's great. It's great food. Thank you. Which one is your favorite out of the chicken dinner? Which one could you eat the most of? I actually eat chicken almost every day. Um, you know, we all need our protein, and it is, um, and we have to try it every day, make sure the quality is there. And, and every every Saturday, I eat a whole chicken dinner, um, you know, not the whole 
uh, portions, but um, we make sure, and we our family rotates when we we try the all the components of the chicken dinner, just to make sure that the quality is is um, what we expect and everything is going well there. So um, I have to say, the chicken is probably my my most favorite. The second is probably um, mashed potatoes. Um, we get our all of our potatoes um, from Posen, Michigan, and um, can't beat a fresh mashed potato or fresh potato mashed. Yes, so good. And I should mention that the Frankenmuth Bavarian Inn were winners of the Michigan Grown Michigan Great Restaurant Award in 2018. So congratulations on that. Thank you. We were honored um, to to get that award, and um, it's just a tribute to all of the wonderful products that our great state uh, produces and grows. Um, it makes it easy for us to to be able to showcase those great products. Now, you mentioned the potatoes and you mentioned the great products. How do you work with a local families or farmers to grow locally sourced products? How does that all work with your relationships? Sure. So um, it, it is a little bit more complicated than you might think, um, just because of the volume that we need here. So we actually work really closely with our our big suppliers like Gordon Food Service or Cisco or um, Vineyard and they know that for us buying Michigan products is such a priority that they help us find the the Michigan farms that we that we can partner with because um, we it's it's easier for us and we can to do the volume that we need we have to go through our normal distribution channel so it's it's not as easy as going up the road and and saying hi farmer joe i'd like some lettuce um, because of the volume that we have uh, we we work really closely with our suppliers but on the same token we also will go to the farmer's market and buy things and run specials or run seasonal items, and then when we're sold out, we're sold out. So it it, it kind of depends on uh, what the menu item is and and what we're looking for. But certainly for those staple products, we're going through our big distributors. And that is interesting because, uh, like you mentioned, with the different volume, I imagine it's a lot of organization getting the farmers and the suppliers and the buyers and everything together. Yes, definitely. And so what what we will do is we will work with our um, distributors and they will line up um, site visits for us to go. So um, when we went to the potato farm, we saw how that process worked. Or um, just this fall, uh, we went to where we get our cabbage from and um, things, they help us find the products and then we go and learn a little bit more about them. I love that. I love going on farm tours because even though I'm a dairy farmer, you don't necessarily see a lot of other farms unless you're particularly friends with that kind of farmer. (laughs) And I also love factory tours just to see how it all works. So was there anything surprising on your farm tours? Did you see anything new? I would say the the biggest surprise for me um, was when we went to um, Peroni Farms in Capac, Michigan, and the cucumbers. I had no idea how cucumbers were grown. <laughs> They're on, they were on sticks. They grow, grow up. And I, I've only seen like in our garden, you know, how how we grow cucumbers. So it, it was very interesting to see that. And then um, in, we get our sauerkraut from a company in Lexington, Michigan. And to see that process, it was, it's just so cool to see where your food comes from. 
That is so neat. The first pickle farmers, like they call themselves that I met, live in uh, Frankenlust. And I thought that you would call them cucumber farmers, but they say pickle farmers. They're like, ah, oh, they're being used for pickles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you That's must really see. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, I, you know, met them at the very end. Of course, where else are you going to meet up with somebody? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also understand that you have an annual Michigan dinner that highlights Michigan offerings. How can you tell me something about that? So when we first started concentrating on. Uh, buying Michigan products, we thought, why don't we have a dinner just to kind of explain what we're trying to do and invite our, our very best guests, um, let them know our focus. And the format of the dinner is that we have a speaker or two from one of our local farms or one of the farms in Michigan and have them talk about their products and and show us pictures and and really do a little presentation of that and then we feature other local products and every single food item is then identified where where that farm is and that's that's on the menu and we we talk about those sorts of things so um it's it's a fun time for our chefs and our our kitchen team to come up with really creative menu items and um it's great for our guests they get wonderful food but also an education as well that is neat. What kind of farmers have you featured in the past, or what kind of foods are you serving? Yeah, so, uh, gosh, this last Michigan dinner we had in August, we featured cherries, and that was from the Traverse City area. Uh, Shoreline Fruits, it's a family business in Traverse City. Um, we have featured our um, navy beans that are grown locally here in the Saginaw Valley. Honey, um, we have a uh, family farm or family business locally here um, that produces honey, um, cranberries from Sheboygan. Um, we had an onion farmer once that was kind of neat. And um, our blue Hubbard squash that we that we get just down the road um, from the restaurant, we process close to 70 tons of blue Hubbard squash each year. Wow. And so we yeah, that's one of our signature products. I wanted to oh, those see are some examples. I wanted to see a cranberry harvest and I saw that they have them. It's usually around October 14th, which is my son's birthday, and they only oh. have it then. And I keep wishing that they would harvest it at a different time to work around me, but believe it or not, it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the cranberry bog? I did not. I was not able to go on that um, farm tour, but my father and my grandmother went, and we have these just awesome pictures of my grandma in waders um, in the middle of a cranberry bog, and I don't know why you just don't picture that to be Michigan, but it was, it's just incredible, the, the photos, and um, it was just a really fun Michigan event, actually. The, the cranberries was one of my favorite dinners. Oh, someday my son will get a very special present of going on a farm tour to a cranberry bog. <laughs> Just what yeah, he wanted. That would be so neat. When you were talking about the Michigan dinners, you were mentioning your family. Can you tell me who makes up your family? Yeah, so we have eight family members that are actively involved in our business. Um, our our probably most well-known is my grandmother, um, Dorothy Zender. She um, and my grandfather came over from Zender's um, 
to start the Bavarian Inn. And so she is 97 years old, still works in our kitchen six days a week. And Goodness. and it just really is a firecracker and um, really focuses on the quality. And you can find her any day going around and checking things and making sure everything is up to snuff. And, and so we're just really blessed to be able to have her still in our family business. And then my parents and um, Bill and Karen Sender, and then my aunt would be Judy Keller and her husband, Don. They're the um, third generation. And then I have a sister and two cousins, um, Katie, Michael, and Martha, that are involved in my generation and the fourth generation in our business. What was your path for becoming involved? Did you always know that you were going to be a part of it? Actually, no. Um, it just kind of happened this way. So we have a family business creed, and in in our creed, it says you you need to go to college and you need to work elsewhere before you can come back and work in a, a management capacity if if that's what you want to do and if that's and if you're qualified to do that. And so I went away and, and worked elsewhere and. It just, the timing was right, and my dad asked if I would work on a project. So I came back to work on a project, and 18 years later, I'm still working on different projects. <laughs> That's a good project, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's always projects in family businesses. That is so similar to so many farm families. They have the same uh, creed. Usually, you don't call it that, I don't think, but you have to go work for someone else to see how it is not to work for your parents. And yeah. And go and uh, to school and try something else. And uh, I'm surprised sometimes how many people uh, come back still after that. But I think it gives you a really great worldview and work view of what else is going on. Definitely. It is, it is um, such a great thing to be able to see other businesses and see other management styles. And um, just you, you, it just opens your eyes. Um, I actually have been advocating that maybe in our family creed we even have a longer time frame because it was so valued, valuable to me and to some of my other cousins and siblings. And so, um, yeah, definitely a, a great part of, of our, our family culture is to be able to get those outside experiences. That first project that you were working on, do you remember what it was? Yes, um, we built um, Frankenmuth River Place, Oh, um, the shopping complex just kind of right next to us, and um, I, I just came to work on that project to help do the feasibility, the, um, the financing package and all of that stuff, and then I just, I just got in. <laughs> <laughs> joined full time. Just never left. Well, good. Good for no. them and good for you. Is it work to find new Michigan products or how do you find them and how do you, uh, do you have to do a lot of different areas? I, I would say it, we have a lot of Michigan products. The one challenge we have being the climate with the climate that we have here is having something that we can have all year long. Uh -huh. Um, so we're so seasonal, seasonal here. Um, you, you know, we can't always get lettuce from Michigan um, because it's only grown certain times of the year. So potatoes, they have a long shelf life and we, we can make it through the whole year um, with, with, with um, real potatoes. So it, it kind of depends on the product. Um, so that is maybe a little bit of a challenge. And then we already talked about the volume, just making sure that we can have enough volume um, to support our business and we're seasonal as well. So, 
um, our busy season is July through December, and then January it just kind of drops right off. So um, kind of keeping in uh, connecting our seasonality with the farmer seasonality sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. When you say it kind of drops off, I know that it never actually is not busy. So what are the comparisons of numbers? Do you have to use fewer staff or do you have the same amount of staff and just fewer uh, restaurant goers? Yes. Well, we we do maybe cut back on the amount of hours that everybody is working in January, February, and March. Um, but what we try to do is a lot of we try to keep everybody employed and and getting hours. So we try to do processing of things that we can do at that time. So we make a lot of applesauce and then we'll freeze it. Or we make our uh, cranberry relish is what we serve every day. So we do all of our cranberry relish processing um, during that time of year um, that, and utilize the different departments to help with that. And then we freeze, freeze those. So we're trying to and do a lot of cleaning and, and just um, getting ready for the busy season. We do a lot of that in our slow time. When you are not working, what do you like to be doing? Oh, I love to cook. Oh, that's so fitting. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually don't do hardly any cooking here at the restaurant. I, I will help in the kitchen, but I don't focus a lot on, on cooking. Uh, my grandmother's very involved. We have our chefs and our food production managers. They're, they're very involved. But when I'm at home, I love to cook and bake. Do you make traditional German dishes or are you all over the place? Yeah, so I married an Italian guy, so I think we make a lot of Italian foods and, and German foods. We, my grandma um, produced two cookbooks, and so often um, I'll ask the kids, well, what do you want for dinner? And they'll go to that cookbook, and they'll find something. So I, I think we, we vary it a lot. Um, um, we're not that traditional, I guess, at home. We try a lot of different things, and I get all sorts of different food magazines and things, and my children will often say, Mommy, you don't have to make this recipe again, because I'm always, they're my guinea pigs. <laughs> How many children do you have? Two. I have two. Yes, that is so much fun. Uh, my kids are not hesitant about telling me if they don't like something. Uh, they eat it, but then they same thing. Uh, maybe, maybe something else next time. <laughs> yeah, and my husband's like, you have so many great recipes. You know, why can't we just stick with those sometimes? <laughs> So do you have food discussions marrying an Italian? Um, he, he likes pretty much anything. So um, he and his family actually has a restaurant. And um, so he grew up in the restaurant business as well. Um, he doesn't work there, but um, he's very understanding about the, the kind of crazy hours that we work here in the restaurant. And um, I think having that background makes him uh, a great match for me. <laughs> that is great. Part of the things that we talk about on the podcast is a lot of times we talk to farmers and uh, we do this so that consumers and others can see that farmers are real people. They're just not an idea of farming if you don't actually know any. What have your dealings been personally with farmers and also being a family business? That is the coolest part about going on those farm visits is just meeting the people. Um, our farmers work so hard. They are so committed to their products, their family, um, making sure that, you know, everything is safe. And um, I, 
where would our world be without farmers? We, we couldn't exist. And so um, I think that they are just as big of family business as we are, um, probably have more family members involved in, in some of those big farms. They, they certainly do, and it's just we enjoy meeting them. They have their own story, just like we have our story, and trying to understand their story and learn from them. You know, how do they set up their family business, and, and what, what could we do differently at the restaurant that, um, that we could learn from them? So I, that is one of the, the most interesting things about going on the farm visits. Well, I'm so glad they've been interesting. I love taking people on tours of our dairy farm, and every once in a while, you'll get someone who is not at all curious and has no questions, and I always just think, ah, oh, it's just not their thing. It's, it's not an insult. Just sometimes you're just like, ah, eh, not my thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, one time I took my um, children with me. I can't remember where that was. It was a dairy farm, um, and my son, and he's always asking why, 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 and my daughter, I think she probably just wanted to get going, and she's like, Mommy, quit asking so many questions. (laughs) But it's just so interesting. I love learning new things and and seeing how things work, and um, it's just fascinating. What are you looking forward to in the coming year for your business? Well, we're looking forward to continuing to provide great experiences for our guests. Um, I think we have a long way to go to tell the story about um, local products and, and Michigan products. I mean, we, we focus on it, but we can always do more to showcase those products. And so I think a, a focus there, um, we do a lot with social media and we can do more by um, sharing the stories of, of our farmer, our farmer partners. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, I think it's just going to be a great year. There's there's new products that have yet to be found, and, and we'll keep working on those. New products, and I assume that you are searching for those all the time? All the time, yes. We are always um, looking for different things, and, um, and maybe it's something that we can sell in our gift shops or, you know, um, uh, a different way to – use a product that we've just never thought of. So just trying to be, have um, different menu innovation and, and using the, the great products of our state. You mentioned that your busy time is July through December. Is the Christmas season crazy for you or is it still enjoyable around the holiday? <laughs> well, uh, it is very busy. December is our busiest month, and so not only are the weekends really busy with, you know, big families getting together, and um, during the week we have lots of Christmas parties and company parties, so it's, for me personally, it's a very busy time. Um, My family knows that I'm I'm here more than I'm home, Um, but they know that in January it slows down a bit and I can spend more time with them there. So they don't know any different. So (laughs) this is is Christmas for us. We work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We're closed um, Christmas Eve night. We're open till three. So our family gets together after that, but we kind of just, we juggle it and, and it works. It is a balance and congratulations on your award and I wish you the best season and continued success. Oh, thank you so much. It was so nice chatting with you. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind the local products in our marketplace. 
Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, visit michigangrown.org.